Hello this is Anna from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Thursday the 20th of May. India today registered 2.76 lakh new coronavirus cases taking the total count of infections to 2.57 crores. With 3874 fatalities reported, the country's death toll now stands at 2,87,122. All these figures however are widely believed to be undercounts. The Indian Council of Medical Research said that it has approved rapid antigen home test kits manufactured by Pune based MyLab Discovery Solutions. The kits will be priced at rupees 250 and will provide results in 15 minutes. The ICMR said its use was advised only for symptomatic individuals and immediate contacts of laboratory confirmed positive cases prime minister narendra modi flagged the issue of vaccine wastages today while speaking to district authorities on the covid situation in the united states american civil rights activist jesse jackson and congressman raja krishnamurthy urged us president joe biden to allocate at least 60 million vaccine doses to india out of the 80 million announced earlier this month meanwhile health minister harshwardhan has warned citizens against indiscriminate and excessive use of steroids saying it leads to covid related complications he said people have been taking heavy doses of steroids even when they have not turned hypoxic referring to a condition where the body is deprived of adequate oxygen supply at the tissue level According to ICMR guidelines steroids are to be provided only when a patient is hypoxic. The office of the principal scientific advisor to the center has issued new guidelines to stop the transmission of the coronavirus. Apart from physical distancing and the use of masks, the advisory said that ventilation is a community defense and can decrease the risk of transmission from one infected person to the other. The advisor also said that saliva and nasal discharge in the form of droplets and aerosols are the primary mode of virus transmissions. The Union Health Ministry today asked states to make post-covid complication mucormycosis or black fungus a notifiable disease under the Epidemic Diseases Act 1897. At least 185 covid patients have contracted the infection in Delhi's hospitals. States like Rajasthan and Telangana have also declared mucormycosis a notifiable disease under the act. Tamil Nadu also began vaccinating those in the age group 18 to 44 today, giving priority to auto rickshaw drivers, industry workers and the disabled. State Health Minister M Subramanyam said that Tamil Nadu has only received 9 lakh doses of vaccines from the center out of an order for 15 lakh. At the global level according to Johns Hopkins University the coronavirus has so far infected over 164.6 million people and killed over 3.41 million since the pandemic broke out in December 2019 As cyclone Tokte hit India's west coast 36 people on barge P305 the vessel that sank near the Mumbai coastline are still missing The barge had 261 people on board of which 188 have been rescued. According to a statement from the Indian Navy, 37 bodies have been recovered so far. Today marks the fourth day of the Navy's search and rescue efforts involving helicopters, ships and surveillance aircraft. 
Barge P305 served as the accommodation for those working on the platforms and rigs of the Oil and Natural Gas Corporation. It was one of the three barges and three ships that went adrift during the cyclone on Monday. P305's chief engineer told Scroll that everyone on board could have been saved if their captain had taken weather warnings seriously. 91 people have died due to the impact of the cyclone across Gujarat, Karnataka and Maharashtra. Meanwhile, the India Meteorological Department has said that a low-lying pressure area is likely to form in the Bay of Bengal and the northern Andaman Sea over the next couple of days. This pressure area is likely to intensify on 22nd of May and impact Odisha and West Bengal on 26th of May. The state governments have warned fishermen to not venture into the sea from 21st of May onwards, while those already at the sea need to return by 23rd of May. Pinaray Vijayan today took oath as the Chief Minister of Kerala for the second consecutive time at the Central Stadium in Thiruvananthapuram. His oath was administered by Kerala Governor Arif Mohammad Khan. The Kerala government had made the controversial decision of holding a physical ceremony attended by 500 people, despite a lockdown being in force across the state. The Kerala High Court yesterday gave its go-ahead to the event, but said the number of attendees must be restricted given the pandemic. A petition against the physical ceremony had been moved by an NGO called Chikitsa Niti. However, the bench of Chief Justice S. Manikumar and Justice Shaji Pichali said that similar ceremonies had been held in West Bengal and Tamil Nadu. Vijayan's new cabinet will reportedly have 21 ministers. K.K. Shailaja, the former health minister who was lauded for her handling of the Nipah outbreak and COVID situation in the state, will no longer be a part of the cabinet. Instead, she has been nominated as the CPIM's chief whip in the next assembly. About 2,623 kilometers away from Kerala, my colleagues Ayush and Basant met with Sundar Singh, a daily wager in Uttar Pradesh's Moradabad. Sundar and his son both tested positive for COVID but made headlines because they were visited by Chief Minister Adityanath on 8th of May. Everyone from the Times of India to the Indian Express to News 18 covered Adityanath's visit, which included a video clip of Adityanath asking Sundar whether his family has a toilet. In the clip, though, Sundar's response was muted. Why, you ask? because his 10-member family only has access to one toilet, forcing them to use the nearby jungle instead. Sundar told News Laundry that he tried to tell the chief minister about their troubles, but couldn't, since Adityanath was barely there for two or three minutes. Check out the report on newslaundry.com. It's titled, How Adityanath Sold PR as COVID Outreach in Moradabad. Sundar's story shows what a section of the media seemingly captivated by Adityanath's public relations machinery doesn't really report. The suffering of poor, disadvantaged families afflicted by COVID in interior Uttar Pradesh. And at News Laundry, we are able to report on stories like this because we are not answerable to governments or corporates. Our stories are possible because of our subscribers. There are thousands of stories like Sundar's waiting to be investigated and waiting to be told. Help us to do this and subscribe to News Laundry by clicking on the subscribe button at the top right hand corner on our website.
Our subscription starts at as low as 300 rupees a month. National Public Broadcaster Prasar Bharti is set to open a new channel DD International which will be established on the lines of the UK based news network BBC World. The Indian Express reported that the objective of this plan is to project India's point of view globally on contemporary issues of both global and domestic significance and to tell the India story to a global audience. Express noted that the aim is to make DD International an authoritative global media source on India through credible, exhaustive and accurate global news service. This decision comes at a time when the Modi government is facing backlash from the foreign media over its handling of the coronavirus pandemic. On 13th of May, Prasar Bharti floated a draft expression of interest seeking a consultancy service to come up with a detailed project report on the establishment of DD International. Prasar Bharti CEO Sashi Shekhar Vempati told Express that the idea of having an international presence for Doordarshan was long overdue, comparing it to the first iteration of BBC or Al Jazeera. He also said that at this point it will be more news oriented like BBC World Service but can later evolve. Vempati also said that the idea now is to get a strategy road map in 6 to 8 months. But he said it will be delayed by a few weeks or months considering the uncertainty arising from the pandemic. The Enforcement Directorate has registered a money laundering case against entrepreneur Navneet Kalra and his associates who were arrested for allegedly hoarding and black marketing oxygen concentrators. Kalra was arrested from his brother-in-law's farmhouse in Gurugram on 16th of May. On Monday he was sent to 3 days of police custody. As part of the inquiry for the charges under the Prevention of Money Laundering Act, the Enforcement Directorate will look into the sale and purchase of the oxygen concentrators. Kalra was on the run since the police first raided his properties on 7th of May and seized 524 oxygen concentrators from his registered offices and restaurants in Delhi's Khan Market, Lodi Colony and Chhatarpur areas. Four people were arrested during the raids and booked for cheating as well as under sections of the Essential Commodities Act and Epidemic Diseases Act. A senior Hamas official has said that he expects Israel and Gaza militants to reach a ceasefire within a day or two. However, the BBC reported that Israeli PM Benjamin Netanyahu said on Wednesday he was determined to carry on until calm and security are restored to Israeli citizens. Israel and Palestine both halted firing in the early hours of Thursday, but not before Israel launched at least 100 air strikes in North Gaza. Palestinian health officials have said that 228 people have been killed in aerial bombardments, worsening Gaza's already dire humanitarian situation. That's all the news we have for you today. Stay safe and hold on during these distressing times. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.